Well, first, let me ask you, have you ever felt that? That I'm living in a simulation? Yeah. Um, maybe hope sometimes. Yes. <laughs> with right, an, like with an undo feature. <laughs> right. That, that would be the easiest explanation for the bizarre things happening around me. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Monsieur. I'm coming to you with NPR-style talk today. Oh, we're going to do that? Okay. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, today on What the If, we've got three acts. Three acts. <laughs> so very polite. That's very good. <laughs> First one, I'm going to try to act like um, I'm really talking totally informally. You know, as we do. On all yep. the podcasts. <laughs> uh, that being said, Minnesota Public Radio or Chicago Public, whoever does that, uh, PRI, if you come to us, we mm -hmm. love it. We love America. This yeah, America, yeah. Come on by. We love them all. Yeah. Robert Krolwich. I got to work with Robert Krolwich once, actually, at ABC. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, he was fantastic. Super detail-oriented, like a great artist. Should be. I can believe that. Yeah, mm -hmm. like down to the, I mean, I, down to the frame, you know, everything was exact. It's very cool. Um, so we were uh, talking about what uh, to if this week. And uh, before I do that, let's explain what the if means. If I look up what the if in the dictionary, I won't, I won't find it because it's three words. You won't find it, yeah. Maybe the Urban Dictionary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wiki, Wiki Dictionary. Um, but uh, what the if? What if there was a picture next to what the if? What would there be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's got to be some cartoon character uh, <laughs> with their head exploding. Right? Yeah. Yes, it's the exploding head emoji. Yeah, maybe. Um, Oh, uh, uh, Ren from Ren and Stimpy with like uh, yes. red eyes bugging out. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Shout out to Ren and Stimpy. Thank mm -hmm. you. know, big fans of the show. Friends of the show. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, uh, but what the if we, we say, um, what if such and such, and then we explore that what if. Yeah, we figure it out. We run with it. We run. We run with it, like running with scissors. This is like running with scissors. Uh, almost certainly, that's right, because it yeah. usually ends with a trip to the emergency room. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So stay tuned. Anything could happen. <laughs> this is like running with scissors in both hands. Okay. <laughs> that's guaranteed injury. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one idea that uh, kept coming up. And in fact, it, it would come up in others, others, other episodes of ours where we'd say, oh, well, what if we were blank this thing? And then I'd say, yeah, we should really do a show on that. Uh, and that is, what the if, uh, sorry, shouting is, not NP, shouting is not NPR style. That's right, yes. What? Murmuring. Murmuring about meatballs. <laughs> I won't go there. What the if? We are living in a simulation. 
And by the way, if we are, most certainly we are a comedy show to whoever's watching. We are there. We are there every Everything night live. Comedy show. Yeah. 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 So actually, I'm just going to jump right to that. What the, the if? The in- mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So if we're a simulation, we'll, we'll step back in a moment and, and kind of get into the details of how, we, how we're going to prove that, mm-hmm. how we're going to expose that fact. But it immediately begs the question, Who's running the simulation? Yep. Exactly. Um, and I and, suppose that uh, would be part of, that would have to come after, so we figure out we're in a simulation, and then very quickly the question is why, who, who, what, where, why, when? Right, yeah, for, for what purpose. Um, and that's, uh, that's a hard thing to answer right (laughs) (laughs) touches on difficult (laughs) cosmological questions um but maybe we should start with um thinking about exactly what we mean by a simulation right good i am also hopeful that we're living in a simulation i think a lot of people would are not hopeful that we're living in a simulation for obvious reasons that too would be strange but uh right so um sorry you were saying the first thing is oh yeah so what 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 is a simulation what well what is oh Right. I didn't even know to ask that. Because we got well, I forgot sure we're, we're at NPR level here today. So, right. <laughs> what exactly is a simulation? Um, yeah, so you know, a, a simulation is something you make that looks like something else. Something you make that looks like something else. Okay. Right. So that would be the, the sort of crudest version of that. Um, so when we say simulation nowadays, we probably mean something like a computer controlled simulation of some aspect of reality right like the sims the game the sims like the sims right yeah Yeah. so with something like uh the the sims a bunch of programmers sat down and they said okay what are the important features of life that we want to replicate in this computer program um, so for the Sims, I've never played it, but mm. from the, the cultural have. unconscious, yeah. um, they, they eat and they sleep, yep. uh, they go to work, right? Yep. So for each of those things that you want to include in your simulation, you sit down and you write down a, a rule that governs it, right? So there's some programmer whose job is, okay, simulate uh, eating right. in the game. So that programmer sits down and she says, well, people get hungry every couple of hours. So I'll give mm-hmm. the computer a rule that says every couple of hours, uh, flip flag that says hungry. Right. And then right. if the character is given the command to eat, flip the flag from hungry to satisfied or something like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's um, also, it, in some ways it goes all the way back to like old school Dungeons and Dragons. You have different yeah, categories. Right. Yeah, so like right. so Dungeons and Dragons is would also be a simulation. Yeah. Um, so the rule book is is the is the list of things that the game simulates. Wow. So now that's even right. again the question. Well, it, it just the question just looming over everything is who's doing this? And I originally was thinking, yeah, well, sure, a computer simulation that sounds about right. You know, in that 
we are part of some scientific project. So mm-hmm. valuable, and probably there's a prime directive we're not being meddled with. On the other hand, another possibility, we are a Dungeons & Dragons module that people are yep, playing. that's right. It's just for, for entertainment in some way, right? Yeah. Um, and so for like a, a tabletop RPG like Dungeons & Dragons, everyone you know everyone has access to the rule book and then there's one person who's sort of in charge right the dungeon master uh who sort of applies those rules to make an interesting story but those rules are not um let's see here are not perfectly clear all the time right so if you've ever played a tabletop role-playing game you know that two-thirds of your time is spent arguing about the rules (laughs) And there are so all these books. I mean, now I assume it's all on your phone or iPad or a computer. But right. uh, yeah, so keeping it all straight, yeah, is very difficult. Yeah. So one of the so that's this is why computers are so great for simulations <laughs> is the computer just keeps track of all the rules that you want that reality to have. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and sometimes it screws up. Right. You get a bug in Minecraft or wherever, where your pig explodes or, <laughs> you know, you suddenly got the head of a moose or something. Cause sometimes, uh, rules interact in unexpected ways. Yeah. Right. Um, but generally I think we'd say that a good simulation is one that doesn't have that happen very often, right? That the rules are totally consistent. Right. Okay. So, oh, the rules are consistent, which in fact would play a part in how we're going to crack it. Um, yep. That's right. So this would be one, one avenue. Yeah. 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 Um, because presumably no, you know, no one has yet written a bug-free piece of code. Right. Um, and the world certainly seems full of bugs, although not bugs that <laughs> violate uh, physics, unless you. Yep. So here's the. Yeah. Unless you believe yeah, so here's the paranormal. Trick, right? So yeah. as you walk around in the world, right. um, we think of our physical world as being governed by rules. It has rules like gravity and inertia right. and you know, the second law of thermodynamics and such. And we, so we would then say, if we want to make a simulation of our world, we want to include those sorts of rules. So then you kind of make the backwards argument to say that if we're living in a simulation, then the things we think of as the laws of nature are just rules that somebody else picked out. Right, right, right. Okay, so in this universe, entropy is always going to increase locally. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And this actually touches on a a profound problem um, in the physics and cosmology, which is, could those rules have been different? Right. And we, and well, then we, with the multiverse idea, you, you do, well, we certainly know that the big bang could have gone differently. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So some things, um, so this is, uh, so this is an important distinction. You can, um, there are rules that make the universe go. And then there are the actual chain of events that happen as a result of those rules. Right. Right. So we have gravity and uh, interactions of gravity led to uh, Earth coming into existence. Right. Okay. Uh, But you could imagine another universe that had the same rules of gravity, 
but instead of Earth, we get Vulcan. Okay, yeah, better. Right. Okay. So this is this is one of the things, one of the reasons that scientists like to play with simulations is uh, you can program your computer with the laws of reality as we know them, and then play it back multiple times and see is it different. Right? Do we right. always get something that looks like Earth, or do we get a whole bunch of things? So, uh, and this is one of the, uh, this is then also one of the reasons simulations are fun, is that the same set of rules, you know, the the rule book for D and D, can create many many different stories, right? And that's why The Sims is fun to play. I assume. Yeah, yeah, and oh, I'm gonna say I enjoyed Sim City better. Okay, yeah, that, that, that was the thing. Before it, just because the things it made were more interesting, it was something to look at. The people were just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Sims was too real, right? And <laughs> <laughs> um, SimCity, the the list of rules for the reality of SimCity is actually probably pretty small, right? This was back in the the early days of home computing when there wasn't a lot of computing power, right? If I remember, so, there's there's health, yeah. there's happiness, there's relationships. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like a job as part of it. I'm not sure if there was a job. That would might have just been a binary thing: have a job, not have a job, or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, but um, one of my favorites was that if you didn't clean up your dishes, flies would start hovering over them. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah actually. So, All right. So you can imagine again, you know, so we've got the programmers sitting in the conference room and deciding what rules to include. And somebody says, well, we've got to include dirty dishes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And somebody else says, no, why would you include dirty dishes? That's not fun. Right. And then somebody else says, but it's realistic. Right. And we're supposed to be simulating the real world. So we want to make it as real as possible. Oh, so that's another question. Here's another one I mm-hmm. hadn't quite thought about that arises from this. Are we in a simulation? If we are in a simulation, is our world a perfect model of the of their world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is it that's just right. some so it could be, super or, simplified or, video game? You know, like yeah. think, think of um, uh, Minecraft. I don't know if you've ever played Minecraft. Yes. Oh, sure. So Minecraft is a simulation. Right. And it's very detailed, and it has rules like gravity and flows of water and things. But no, if you woke up in a Minecraft world tomorrow, you would not be fooled. Right. Right. It's, it's obviously not real. Everything is made up of, you know, one foot cubes. So uh, in that sense, Minecraft including you, perfect, including you, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfectly consistent internally. But as a copy of our experience of the world, it's, it's very poor. Right. So right. nobody, you would never mistake that. So that, that suggests, and this is, actually, this is true of all simulations, is you have to pick some things not to simulate when you make it. Oh. So in Minecraft, they chose right. roundness. They're just like, I'm not going to make anything that's round. Right, because there's a limitation on the Right. So again, another question is, if we're in a simulation, what's powering it? And how much power is um, there? That's right. Yeah. So we're, and um, yeah, it's usually talked about not in terms of power per se, but computing power. I mean, you've got this right. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
is uh, what kind of a computer would you need to run a simulation of our universe? Right. Um, and like the, the matrix. The most important. That's right. The most important first thing is uh, if you're trying to simulate an entire universe, your computer needs to be at least bigger than that universe. Oh, is that right? It needs to be bigger. Physically bigger? Uh, yeah. So one way to think about this is um, uh, every atom in your body has certain characteristics that the simulation would have to take into account. Right. So say location, right? So we'll, right. I'll need three numbers for its location in space and one number for its location in time. Um, I'll need another number for its velocity and you know its quantum state. And let's say we need eight numbers for each atom. Eight numbers for each uh, atom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I just kind of made that up. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Run with that. It's a good start. Um, now we store uh, information in a computer um, in atoms themselves. Oh, right. right. So that would be the, so the smallest way we store a bit of information. Uh, I'll put quantum computing to the side for a moment. Right. Would be, um, you know, is an atom pointing up or down? And that's a one or a zero. Right. So for each, so to simulate, if we, if we need eight numbers for each atom in your body, that means we need eight atoms to store the information about one atom in your body. Oh, man. Right, so that. already eight times as much. So already the computing universe, the computer that runs our universe has to be uh, X number of times the size of our actual oh, universe. Right, so physically eight atoms, which is going to be eight times the size of whatever that one atom is. <laughs> right. Just to, So now that we're talking about memory, uh, that the yep. memory storage, that doesn't even take into account all the process you know the processing right right yeah. the other infrastructure to manage the memory mm -hmm. so so the usually so this i said this the peril is obvious as soon as you start making a simulation and the usual solution is you choose some things to simulate and some things not right right right, right, that, right. so yeah. say i'm just not going to include temperature in my simulation right and then suddenly everything becomes much much easier right but and, now I've got a universe without temperature. Or or even like, you know, in game in video games, I think um when they critique a game as to how real it looks, one of the things I think is they call it the fall off effect. Uh where as you walk forward, do you see uh the images that are supposed to be in front of you popping into existence? Like oh, the yeah, trees. Or, they in. Mm -hmm. or do they come they really seem to come over the horizon like in, in real yeah. world? So so they're, they're so only one, simulating a small radius. Right. So around. one easy solution to, if, if you wanted to make um, a simulation of a whole universe, is you probably don't need to do the whole universe. You probably just need one planet of conscious critters like us. Right. So if we can simulate just the surface of the Earth and the things that live on it in great detail, then that makes things a lot easier really fast. And so the Fermi paradox could be solved mm -hmm. by saying... There's just not enough computing power. That's right. Yeah, additional... we're, we're not simulating the Romulans. We're just doing us. Yeah. That's all we could achieve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so that way you don't have to simulate every atom in the Andromeda galaxy. You can just simulate a picture of the Andromeda galaxy right. and stick it on our simulated sky. And since right. we'll never right. be able to go there and poke it with a stick, 
that's really adequate for most purposes. <clears throat> right. The Truman Show, one of the great yes. simulation stories. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I love the, the Truman Show is so well done. It's so vivid and uh, so simple, you know. So, right. So we, mm -hmm. now that's the interesting thing about, we. so we can start to say already things that have, here's, here's some things that have, that go towards disproving, uh, uh, that are not in favor of us being in a simulation. We've sent satellites very far. So we've not hit the cyclorama, paper cyclorama that surrounds us <laughs> with the picture of the universe on it, at least as far as the edge of the solar system. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. So our simulation is at least uh, 70 astronomical units wide. So that that's huge. That's a lot of... Well, that's right. So that's huge oh. to us. But compared to simulating the entire Milky Way, that's tiny, right? That's true. And in fact, now, now getting back to your notion of how they, they, the game designers can minimize uh, the strain on their, on their mm -hmm. iPhone that they're watching this <laughs> simulation on, uh, they only needed to render, basically is what we're talking about, um, the experience that the Voyager satellites have had, the ones who have gone to the edge of the solar system. Right. Mm -hmm. So in other words, they need to give them a view, give them something to receive in all their instruments, and mm -hmm. send that back to us. And we are duped. Yeah, that's right. That'd be very, because, you know, <laughs> the, the amount of information we get back from the Voyagers, um, it's just tiny. Right. And maybe in, this in is why. Terms. This could be part of it. It's like the simulation is like, hey, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so our actual if physical um, presence I, I would say that being physically present in a place amps up the probability that that is uh, not simulated, let's say, more than just looking. So astronomy, like you were saying, maintaining the Milky mm -hmm. Way, right? Andrea Gez and her team and uh, Brian, who we, who we talked to in an earlier episode, these great astronomers, looking at the Milky Way, they're seeing all kinds of incredible detail, like the uh stars falling into the black hole at the center of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. But they're just looking at that. So the simulation, that could be projected on a... Okay, astronomers, here's what it comes down to is how sure are astronomers of what they're looking at? And I think that I'm going to say very sure that the distance... To, that the mm -hmm. this Here's what happens is that there's two parts of the simulation. One what the simulation does to make it real and the other is what it does to dupe you or you know in a way it's sort of like it's like the actual reality it creates and then what it's yeah, doing that's right. to and dupe then, you and then the things it has to prevent you from noticing the things it does not create yes yeah um and that's an essential part of any kind of simulation is hiding the edges hiding the edges yes so Usually, so if we talk about like trying to figure out whether we're in a simulation, that's usually where the argument goes. So you assume that there are edges somewhere right. where uh, things break down and then you would, and then and you look for those and then you draw some conclusion about well, the black holes. The strange thing, just like, They're right. everywhere. 
Well, uh, they are, but black holes are perfectly rule bound, right? Very easy to simulate. Ah, uh uh Um, it might be weirder or it might be better to, uh, uh, say something like, um, quantum mechanics, right? So that Mm. seems to, there, there's a level of reality at which the rules are very different than the rules we're used to. Right. So, so here, here, I'm to make one big leap. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. stepping over a chasm. So, ah. so, so listeners, fo- follow us. Um, don't look down. If you look down, you're just going to see a, a whole lot of stuff that maybe you already know, and so you won't be afraid of. It might be a whole bunch of this is a, this is a leap, literally a leap of logic, or a <laughs> leap of something, and uh, it's that oh, uh, it was such a big leap, my brain fell into it. And I can't remember what what were you talking about right before Trapped the leap. Forever. Yeah. They uh, oh, we're looking for flaws. Yeah, I have no idea. There it is. It's gone. See, okay. There's a sign. There's a glitch. We just experienced That's a glitch right. in the simulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. quantum so mechanics. So there's a hope that there's hope that we would recognize glitches for what they are. Um, as a glitch in the simulation, not. Uh, now that we can find no explanation, and not just another aspect of reality. So if we if if we were Minecraft characters, right? We came into existence in the world of Minecraft. Right. We had never seen a circle. Um, and then would we know that we had never seen a circle? Like, could we conceive of such a thing? Uh, you mean um, could we even see the circle, or even imagine it? Can you, was there some Minecraft philosopher who sits down and says, what if not everything connected at 90 degrees? Whoa. So one, (laughs) one possibility is yes. That is some philosopher, Minecraft philosopher through the power of pure thought comes up with the idea of a circle and then notices that there are no circles in her universe. Right. So she then says, I must be living in a simulation that's programmed not to have circles. Now that'd be a leap. If they didn't right. think she was exactly. crazy already. <laughs> <laughs> but I should say, but that's the kind of leap we're hoping we can have when we investigate our own reality. Right? Something <sighs> that's so out of place right. that it can only be explained by outside design. Oh, that's fantastic. So right. it, my, my brain is bounced up from the bottom of the ravine back into my head <laughs> with the answer and or with the thought I had before it left. And that was in quantum mechanics, one of the strangest things is that the observer, is it, do you call it the observer effect or just that, uh, yeah. the, the world seems to know what you were going to do. Uh, yeah, that your, your observation of something changes its state. Yes. And with, with that, uh, um, we, I refer our listeners, our curious listeners to some of our earlier quantum mechanics episodes where we'll go into this in more detail mm-hmm. or to even, <laughs> uh, just go to YouTube and Google or, uh, quantum mechanics, this, this thing where, um, but the idea is that its causality seems to be messed up, as if, in other words, uh, here's a simple way to put it, I think. Um, 
if I have a ball and I drop it um, and there's a bunch of holes on the ground and it we don't know which one it's going to go down. Right. Or even better, let's say, a, uh, yeah, anyway, a ball and uh, sort of like dropping mm-hmm. a droplet of water down the, the, the cover of a drain in the tub mm-hmm. that has a lot of holes in it. Right. I have no idea. However, if I don't look at it, um, then it'll appear completely random. Statistically, it'll be random which hole got chosen. And eventually, they'll mm-hmm. all be chosen. The closest ones will have the most uh, times that the ball went through. And as, the, as you get farther away from where I dropped the ball, there'll be less and less and less. But it'll be a beautiful, even distribution. Right? But if I... That's if I'm not looking and I have something recording it. Well, anyway, if I look down and I say, let me watch this one hole, is it going to go through that? It does go through that. Yeah. So this would be, um, so one way to imagine this in terms of uh, simulations would be there's two levels on which the simulation runs. There's a, a detailed one. Simulation police you, on the way. Which you have to run. Oh, so got, wait for the siren. Yeah. Simulation police. It's going to be a while. Oh, that's that's right. The men in black are here to the take us black. away. <laughs> the Minecraft in black. Minecraft Creek police are coming. <laughs> They're cute faces. Okay. Okay. So you've got, you could imagine that the simulation runs on two levels, a detailed level and a not detailed level. Right. So whenever there's a character present, you. Yes. Uh, the simulation runs on a detailed level because it's got to make sure all the pieces are there. Ah. But then when a character is not present, there's no point in simulating everything. So you run a cruder version of the simulation. Ah. Um, so what we see as the strange observer effect is just the simulation kicking into higher detail in certain circumstances. Um, so for instance, in Minecraft, uh, the way they do this is it doesn't, the Minecraft world is, it can be infinite, right? Extreme, extremely large. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never tries to simulate all of that at once. Right. Instead, it just simulates the area right around your character. Right. And then if there's a zombie, uh, you know, 500 steps away, the computer just doesn't simulate that at all. It remembers that the zombie is there. Right. It kind of starts yeah. a counter. Yeah. It's like, oh, if it, it says uh, there's something that says, okay, zombie moving in this direction and it'll take him 10 seconds to get there, but it's only in the last two seconds that the character will be able to see him. Yeah. I'm not going to bother painting. In this crude manner, right? Right. So, uh, so that might be one way to interpret quantum weirdness is that it looks like there's a different set of rules because there is a different set of rules, right? The, the alien programmer sat down and said, it's going to be way too hard to simulate every electron. Right. Um, so we'll only bother simulating full electron behavior when there's somebody watching it. Right. Right. And so we can say, uh, again, without doing too much explanation, cause it's complicated and weird, but mm-hmm. In quantum mechanics has shown that when you look at atoms, is that where it begins? The size of atoms? Um, roughly. 
Yeah. Or even the subatomic part, electrons. Yeah. Uh, when I try to watch, let's uh, electrons. So if I go to watch what an electron is doing, mm -hmm. it does very simple things, or is it like if um, I want to know? It does. It does clearly defined things. Right. So, in other words, if, or, whereas when you're not watching, it does all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. If there's like a, a zillion holes that this electron could fly through in a sheet of something, if I look at one of them, it's going to go through that one. Uh, you will see it go through one. Yeah, but we probably don't need to get into too much of the weeds of this for for the simulation question. Right. Right. So that's the thing, basically, that when you look at something, it completely changes how it appears. Mm -hmm. It literally, and they have even done tests so that I think one thing that's important to know is that we've not looked, we've looked afterwards, or they try to turn on the camera, let's say, after the thing has gone through the hole. And it seems to have changed the, all the, the paths it might have taken. Yeah, that's right. You can get this back in time kind of thing. That's the weirdest part. It, yeah. Is that now? Could that actually be evidence of a simulation? Well, so here's uh, so we're hoping that we can detect the simulation because we can watch it break down yeah. or fail in some way. Yeah. Um, but if it always fails the same way, then we've just got a new rule. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we can just say that. So one one reaction to the discovery of quantum mechanics might have been uh, reality has failed us. Uh-huh. Okay. Another reaction, which is the one we actually had, is, oh, there must be a new set of rules that we now have to understand. Let's try right. to understand them. Right. So then those just become a new set of rules that reality <laughs> operates by. And we're no longer, we no longer think of them as evidence that reality has failed. It's just a, a different level of detail than we had before. Right. Now, this gets pretty deep, but is it possible that or people contemplated the idea that, well, maybe this is what happens. It is a information-saving device, but that it mm -hmm. is a natural occurrence. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was not, you, know, you can make the case that it wasn't imposed from the outside. Right. It's just a process by which nature works. Now that just that is pretty weird. If that's the case, mm -hmm. right? That nature doesn't bother yeah. rendering things unless some earthling is looking at it. Yeah. Well, I should say there are, um, you know, sort of whole subfields of um, quantum cosmology that do try to grapple with some of these sorts of questions. So mm -hmm. if you read like Roger Penrose's stuff, um, uh, he tried to to grapple with some of these things. Was it and uh, so believe it or not, this actually ties back to some theological issues. Yes. Yeah. Because the, this kind of reasoning, uh, this idea that we should be able to see the point at which natural processes break down uh, is behind a lot of traditional arguments through the existence of God. Ah. Right. So if you say something like... Uh, this uh, this process or this thing. So, so the traditional one was living things, right? Right. the, the pre-Darwinian world. You say um, a living thing is so complicated that it could never have come about 
by natural processes and therefore had to be designed. So the lack of a natural explanation for why living things are so complicated forces us to recognize a divine creator. And it seems to me that the logic is the same for the simulation argument. Uh, we're looking around, we see something that doesn't make any sense in terms of natural processes. So we say it must have been, this must be the result of some uh, intentional process, or in this case, like a side effect of an intentional process, right? Um, and so I should say that's a very persuasive argument for large numbers of people for most of human civilization. Right. Whereas for the scientifically or rationally uh, rationalist mind, or at least my mind, I don't know what you call it. Uh, yeah. So it's a, a word you're looking for is naturalistic. Naturalistic. Okay. You, yeah. you, you would say um, <laughs> that the suggestion that there's a simulation, let alone a supernatural being, uh, is way more complicated than the problem. <laughs> it's, it's like you've taken one very tiny problem, yeah. like these, okay, these electrons do weird things, and you've said mm -hmm. this is evidence of something else. Uh, whereas right. in Darwin, what Darwin found was actually a way to explain it by beginning with something very simple. And yeah, that's kind of what right. we've done by going back to the Big Bang, right? So, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. So, so in the theological version of this, you, the, the conundrum you get is this chain of causation. You say, okay, I need God to explain this universe. And they say, well, what about the universe that God lives in? What explains that? Um, so with the simulations, we've got the same sort of thing. So we say, okay, our universe is created by some other beings. And they say, well, what, where did their universe come from? Are they just a simulation too? Uh, and the answer is maybe, right? You can just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can find that a persuasive chain and, and follow that back as, as long as you want. You can say that the existence of that causal chain is absurd. So I'm not even going to take that first step. Just right, that. right. Um, you can just truncate it at some point. You say, "Yeah, we're a simulation, but the universe of the people who made us is not." These are. Uh, it's not obvious what philosophical conclusion you should draw. Right, and then I'm about to say though, everybody comes together, uh, you know, at the limits at the very least. So, like, what was before the Big Bang? If there was a thing. Uh, if there wasn't a before, what does that mean? And if there's multiple universes, what like eventually that Russian nesting doll effect? Oh well, we're in the yes. you know we're on a planet. Okay, the planet is in a solar system. Okay, the solar system's in a galaxy. Okay, galaxies in a galaxy cluster, super cluster, and mm -hmm. then you get to universe and what's outside of that. Um, yeah, it, everybody gets hit with this this question. So, yeah, what's so we've, yeah. yeah, I was mm -hmm. gonna say in religion though, it, I, I'm not aware of a of a religious story that talks about the Earth in a simulation kind of way. No, but it's um, just because that that category was not available to the the era of the people who were writing our our holy texts, right? Um, right. But so. In oh, so, terms, so of, simulation in terms a, of creation, people yeah. use whatever metaphor is available for them at the time. Right. So in the great age of clockwork, it was about clock, 
and in the Middle Ages, it was gears, right? And sort of whatever the high tech of the day is, that's the metaphor for creation. Oh, okay. Actually, when you get to that level, I can see how, yeah, the clockwork, saying that the, the, everything runs like a clock or a very complicated watch is a little bit like a simulation. The idea is that it's mechanized yeah. and you, oh, okay. So all of this, of exactly. course, always comes down to free choice. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on your theology, yeah. <laughs> so one of the great one of the great questions in Christian theology, at least, is: Did God have any choice in creating the world? Could God have not created the world uh, if they were so inclined? Um, and some people answer yes, because God surely has to have complete freedom. And some people say no, because it is the very nature of a divine being to create stuff. Yeah. Now. Uh, um friend of mine who's uh, Clifford Johnson, who is mm -hmm. a string theorist, physicist, and teacher at USC. One thing he mentioned to me once was, he's like, he has this pet idea that it's kind of it just an infinite thing. That like, there will never be an end to all the questions, because the way it's designed, it's simply, now this could be, this is a scientist's <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe nightmare or actually heaven, you know, heaven or hell, that the more questions you ask, you will never get the ultimate answer. Yeah. That literally, yeah. that, that in, a, in a quantum mechanical way, that your asking the question creates some other mystery. Mm -hmm. It keeps running away from you. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's right. And... Um, uh, modern science does work with that assumption, even if it's not explicitly stated, is that there's always going to be more to learn about something. Right. Um, there isn't as much as we talk about things like final theory or a last equation. No one really acts as though that's the case, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> everyone, everyone assumes implicitly uh, that there's going to be more to do after that. They have to because they have to submit a budget. Or they have to get paid. Yes, that's <laughs> right. like, that would be the end of their job. Now, there, mm -hmm. was a, there was a period, right, where people did talk about, oh, we're almost done. Science is almost done. We've almost answered all the questions. But it sounds like that didn't that's, last yeah, very that's, long. I should say that's a standard trope. Sort of every generation says that in some way. Right, um, right. So what I'm, I'm intrigued by, and I think, I think we will have to explore this in, in another episode, okay. that we're going to set out now to hack the simulation. Right. And so we might have to start with that observer effect or something, but somehow we want to create, like if I was playing, uh, if I was trying to figure out whether I'm in a simulation or not, I think you'd like to see a glitch. I think just a like a, a, something that's really obviously bad, you know, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you were playing, a, if you were playing The Sims, for instance, all even someone coming in with a horse on their head might still just be part of the game. You know, that's like, right. Oh, that's there's a, the guy who's oh, this guy's always got the lampshade on his head. It's that crazy party guy. He comes in, which they yeah, do. There's, there's this new rule about horse heads that I didn't know before, but now I do. So we're that's right. That's right. That's right. And um, everyone who has a horse head on their happiness goes up, of course. And so everyone's got to have horse heads. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, there is a whole party module <laughs> and like a romance module in Sims, which is pretty funny. Sounds um, likely. So, uh, but a glitch is like, you'd like you talked about Minecraft or anything, something um, 
that clearly is like broken pixels. That seems to me that would be the like a tear. Does that make sense? What would, yep, con- so what would convince the, you? Yeah. This, this is what you got to figure out. Yeah. How, is, to, is how it, to break it. Is it a tear? Is it an actual failure or right. just a new aspect of the simulation that we didn't know about before? Right. Now, having, having uh, gotten to know some game designers through my missed documentary, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that is a, one of the things that's a curse for them, for game designers, is you know they're, hopefully they find these bugs before they release the final project, right? Product, but but yes, sometimes that's the trip. Yeah. on that first day of release, the whole team is standing by waiting for the embarrassing um, bug reports. And one of them, uh, one of the common kind of things that could happen is a character got stuck between like a wall and a bush, something in the environment that they weren't. That's not supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, that is a sign. However, in our world, I would have to say that if you get caught between a wall and a bush, I think that's part of the deal. <laughs> it's, you know, is that a bug or not? Um, uh, yeah, that's right. So you can imagine, um, you know, if you think that people should be able to walk through walls, then my inability to do so right. is an indication of a bug. Uh, but if you don't think people should be able to do that, then okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's no yeah. surprise. Yeah, so there's two things I'd like to do in part two. Okay. That is hack it. Okay. And also, um, in between frustrating, banging our head against the simulation and not being able to hack it, uh, say, what if our world is a simulation? What do they look, what does it tell us about their world? Because I got uh, and people do this. I know uh, cultural, cultural academics or so, um, mm-hmm. cultural researchers can look at video games and say, "What does it say about our world?" And it's actually yeah. pretty right. bad. You get a bad, not necessarily a real view, a very skewed view about what it um, is. Well, so this is yeah, so this is a complicated thing to do. So we can figure out. Let's see what we can do. Okay. First, I'm going to start building that computer that is bigger than everything else. Okay, go for it. Because if, if I can do it, if I can create the simula- a simulation just like the one we're in, then we can say, well, yeah, it can be done. And there it is. And then I just leave it running and pull the plug on the one that we're in. Mm-hmm. And uh, off we go. Recursive. Right, recursive craziness. Nope, simulation cool. didn't break. I was waiting. I thought no. maybe. <laughs> Last thing, did you know that uh, time travelers were invited to Stephen Hawking's funeral? Um, I hadn't heard the funeral aspect, but he did have a, a thing he did uh, a while back where he held a party yeah. and then invited time travelers afterwards. Um, and nobody showed up. So he decided that was evidence that there was not time travel. Right, because clearly they would come. If you could travel in time, you would definitely... Actually, yeah, I would. I would totally go to see one of these parties. Um, yeah, exactly, right? It would be a great party. The the uh, the story, the, whoever wrote this story, I'm not sure if this was official, that the people who planned the funeral or including Stephen Hawking uh, prior, uh, 
to his death uh, that they should do this, but the indication to this writer that time travelers were taken into account was that when you signed up for the invitation on the website, there were only like a thousand people that could get a random ticket or something to go. Um, you had to enter your birthday and the year went very high beyond like 2000, you know, with uh, 2300 or something or 3000. So you could be born, you know, if you were born the year 3000, you could have entered that because surely if you're time traveling, you're also going to bother your bitch. Oh, yeah. You would know that you'd hate to go all that way <laughs> and then not have a seat. That would be a problem. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, we bring to a close. All right. This episode that has opened many doors. And which one are we going to go in? Yeah. Look at all those doors. See what what realities lie behind those doors. How many ladies and how many tigers lie behind how many doors? <sighs> Next week, you'll find out. Matt will find out. I will find out, and I know one thing for sure: <laughs> as soon as we open that door that we choose, whichever one it is, we are going to shout. What? what? The? the if. If, 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 if. Bye now.